Thanks for hanging with me here. Again, I'm Brandy Davis, your parenting partner, and you can find me on Instagram at Parent Coach Brandy. You can find me on Facebook at Brandy Davis CAFC and on Twitter at CAFC Brandy. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your comments. And I'll chat with you again soon. I can't wait. Hey, how are you? So last time we were talking about, um, you know, that <laughs> that elf guy that I'm not quite a fan of. And when we were talking about him or her, or it, whatever your elf is. Well, we were talking about kind of not using it to get your kids to do what you want them to do. And so then, well, I promised that I would tell you how to get your kids to do what you want them to do. And that really is pretty much the number one question that my clients ask me. Like, how do I get my kids to listen? And, you know, we're not talking about like tiny little robot zombie listening. We're just talking about kids who take responsibility for their things, get dressed when they need to, just do their jobs, just basically just do the things. Just just do the things. So we are going to talk about that today because we know how frustrating it is. Um, yeah, super duper frustrating. Um, you know, you're talking, you feel your mouth moving, you hear sound escaping your face, but for some reason, no one else seems to be hearing you. There's no response. Your kids aren't doing what they need to. Nope. And it's super frustrating. So today we are going to take care of that. So when I'm talking about listening with my clients, the first question that I ask is, do you give them a heads up? Like, do they know a transition's coming? Do they know that there's about to be a request? Do you give a heads up? And I do call it a heads up. It's not a warning. There's no final doom that is going to rain down on your child. It's just, it's just a request or a reminder. Maybe something like, um, hey, hey guys, um, we have five minutes until we have to pick up your sister from school. What do you need to do in order to feel finished and ready to go? And the feel finished part is really kind of, that's that's the most important part. Because sometimes kids don't really think about that. So when you go in and you're like, okay, we have to pick up your sister. Let's go. They're like, what? I'm not done. I'm working here. I have things to do. I am absolutely not leaving this house. But if you give them a heads up, hey, we've got about five more minutes. What do you need to do to sort of wrap up this activity? And that doesn't mean that we necessarily have to, you know, clean it all up, but just what do you need to do to feel finished? And maybe it's drawing one more door, or maybe it's putting in three more puzzle pieces. But whatever it is, help your child figure out how to feel finished. And the more you say this phrase, the less work it's going to be. So in the beginning, you might have to be like, what do you need to do to feel finished? Let me know. Um, but actually, like at this point in the year with um, my students at school, 
when we say things like, hey guys, we're going to go in in a little bit. Um, we have two more minutes. Do what you need to do to feel finished. They're like, oh, I know what that means because we've been working on it since September. So just so you know, you won't have to walk through it every single time. Um, you also want to be clear. Hey guys, it's five minutes till bath time. Um, do what you need to do to feel finished. And But I want to be clear, when it's bath time, it is bath time. Also, don't negotiate. <laughs> Kids love negotiating. If you say five minutes, it, it really does mean five minutes. Kids will try to say things like, well, how about um, seven minutes? Um, how about, you know, 10 minutes? Don't negotiate. Be very clear. But again, if your child does say to you, oh, I only have two more puzzle pieces left, like, that's okay. Could you imagine singing pretty much the whole song and then not singing the last two or three words? That would be very unsatisfying. It would feel very strange. Like maybe you were hanging off of a cliff somewhere, <laughs> just dangling. So, you know, use a little common sense, but on the whole, we're not negotiating. If I say bath is in five minutes, it's in five minutes. Um, but that being said, before I say five minutes, I might take a look and see what they're doing. Because when we respect a kid's activities and time, they end up respecting us and our needs back as well. And then they listen better, which is the point. <laughs> I started to talk a little bit about this just a minute or so ago. Um, but I want you to think outside of the box. If your kid's in the middle of an activity and it's time for dinner or it's time for nap or everybody has to go somewhere, you might want to think to yourself, do, do we really, really, really have to clean up? I mean, do we have to put all the things away? Do we need to break that amazing castle that was just built? No. No, you actually don't. Um, maybe, you know, put all the rest of the Legos away. But save the work that they were working on because you know what? That, that is your kid's work and they care about it. So they might be a little more willing to listen and clean up if they get to save the castle. Save the castle. Um, so yeah, just, just freeze that activity. Um, if you really have to go, you can also give your kid a choice of something to take on the road. So yeah, I'm asking you to leave this castle, which is super awesome awesome. But do you want to take a book on the road with you when we go? Do you want to take some cars with you? So that you're giving them a little bit of choice. And choices are really important. Um, other choices could be, hey, do you want to wear the red shoes or the green shoes? This will get you out the door faster than if you demand them to put on their, you know, that they put on their red shoes. You know, um, but also if, if they want their blue shoes and it's weather appropriate, I just go for it. This is not about adult power. This is not being the kings and queens and dictators of your world. It's really about avoiding fights and getting where you need to go. And really, do you really care if they want to wear their blue shoes? No. Other choices are simply you can put your coat on or I'm going to put your coat on. It's your choice. Um, you have till five. And, you know, it would seem that kids would want you to do the thing for them, but they really don't. They don't want you manhandling them and putting their coat on. They want to do it themselves. But I want to tell you, if you say you're going to count to five, count to five. And I want you to count to five like you would normally count to five. Don't do your kids any favors because by doing them favors, you're not really doing them favors. Yeah, you're not. So I want to hear your five. One, two, 
three, four, five. And your kid is going to be like, no, 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 no. I will do it. I will do it. I know. I will do it. This is not actually what's going to happen. Your kid is going to say they're going to do it. You're going to go, okay. Then they're not going to do it. And you're going to count to five. And then your kid's going to go, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it. And then you're going to say, okay, do it. And they're not going to do it. And then you're going to count to five. And then, okay, you see where this is going, right? So if you get to five or three or whatever number, please do not go to a million, then you do it. I got to five. You can show me next time that you can do it, but I'm putting your coat on. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. We're going to go. You can also give choices on time. Do you want a bath now or in five minutes? Because let's be honest, do you really care if it's in five minutes? Because five minutes is way less time than the 45 minutes that will happen and it will be a fight and a tantrum that will happen and ensue if you make them take a bath now. So think outside the box, freeze activities, give some choices, but also continue to be clear about what you want to see. Listening. Sometimes you've done all of the things. You've given a heads up. You have counted. You have given choices. You have done all of the things. And now they still aren't listening. So what do you do? Well, you need some reactions for actions, also known as consequences. The two that I really like to use, um, these are fan favorites, these are parent favorites, these are used in my classroom, these are used by all of my clients, and they keep you and all of us a little more calm, and they keep us from yelling, which really is the point. So the first thing is, they are stuck. They simply cannot move on to an activity until they do their jobs. And you want to be clear also about what the next activity is and that you're actually not taking anything away. They can move on as soon as they do their jobs. So they can move on in five minutes or they can move on in two hours. We shall see. So you want to be clear. Hey, listen, we can go to the park as soon as you put your shoes on. We don't have to go. But I know you want to go to the park. Park time is super fun. But park time is over at 3.30. So if your shoes are not on in 10 minutes, we're really going to run out of park time. So it's up to you. And if you run out, do not create more time. This is like the counting. Life lessons occur when our actions have reactions. Um, You know, you can also say, hey, listen, you need to brush your teeth. We can't move on to books until you do. And listen, but lights out is at 8. If we run out of time for books, we run out of time. But then you leave it there and they're just stuck in teeth brushing moments. Have their siblings brushed their teeth? Yes. Well, they can have book time. They did their jobs. So the idea of being stuck is that they are just sort of stuck in that place, that activity, that time. They can't move on until they clean up. They can't move on until they put their shoes on. Obviously, this is something that you use when you have a lot of time. But you can use it later as well. Hey, listen, we ran out of time. Uh, I need you to clean this up. So when you get home from school, this is going to be the first thing that you do, except for potty. If anyone needs to go to the bathroom, they can go to the bathroom for the love of all things good. But there's no snacks. There's no playing. There's no TV. There's no iPad. There's none of that until they do the things they need to do. 
And really the ball's in their court. They can move on very, very quickly, or they can move on very, very slowly. So that is stuck. I'm only going to say it once or twice. I'm not going to negotiate and fight. It is what it is. The other thing that we use a lot, it's called practice. So say your kid's like, I'm not putting my coat on. I'm not going to do it. It's not happening. And you really have to go. Like, you have to get to school. So you're going to do it for them. And since they just, they plumb forgot, they have to practice putting on their coat later. So listen, um, got to be honest, it looks like you forgot how to put your coat on. So I'm happy to do it for you. We need to leave. And when you get home, you will put your coat on two times. You're going to practice it. You seem to have forgotten how to do it. Not a problem. And just like stuck, they have to do that before they do anything fun. Bodily needs always trump everything, but snacks and games and iPads and TVs and all of that will have to wait until the practicing is done. And, you know, again, this was quite an ordeal getting up the steps last night. That was, that was a lot. So, you know, we talked about it. Now it is Saturday morning before you go play, you're going to have to walk up and down the steps to practice just twice. Then won't be so hard next time. You'll remember how to do it. So just to be clear, these are things that your child can do. They know how to do these things. Um, They're just sort of refusing to do them. So this is why they need to practice because they forgot. But I wouldn't do this with something that a child absolutely cannot do. So, you know, I'm not going to have a three-year-old not play and practice buttoning up a button-down shirt. Like, that might be a little hard. But they surely know how to put toys in a bin. And so they might need to practice that. Um, So with practice, it's only one or two times. Any more than that, you're kind of losing the life lesson. So more is not more here. So practice stuck. These are really amazing go-tos when you need a consequence, when you're looking for a reaction for an action. And the point is that these things are only going to be discussed once or twice, and you're not going to stay there and negotiate and yell and scream because we we don't want to. We don't want to feel that way. We don't want to yell and scream, right? No. It's really important to hear our kids. They are full and complete people. They have ideas and wants and needs and thoughts. And so it's really important to hear them. Now, that being said, not everything is up for a discussion. Look, you guys are the captains of your teams, and some things just are what they are. At your job, some things are what they are. In your relationship, some things are what they are. You know, in your friendships, some things are what they are. They just are what they are. So not everything is up for a 4,000-hour discussion. And I know we want our kids to like us, and they want to be friends with us, and we want to be friends with them, and all of that fun stuff. And we want to feel su- them to feel supported and heard and understood, which is awesome, and I want that. But again, not everything is up for discussion. There does not need to be a 45-minute discussion about putting your shoes on for school. We put our shoes on every day for school. We do not need to discuss this for 45 minutes. It's just something that is done. It is 
what it is. And it's also important that your kids learn to respect, you know, what other people say and other people's needs and their wants. And again, not like tiny robots, but, you know, if I ask you to help me unload the dishwasher, I kind of want you to help me unload the dishwasher. I helped you with your homework earlier tonight. So we all need to listen and respect each other and hear about what people want and what they need. You know, I know that for a lot of kids, you know, they're still sort of in that selfish, not grown-up selfish, but kids selfish, um, stage of development. And so it's hard for them to think outside of themselves. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try, that we shouldn't help them, that we shouldn't mentor them. Because let's be honest, we know some grown-ups that cannot think outside themselves, that they think they are the star of the show and that everything must revolve around them. And sometimes you just have to end the discussion. You have to be like, listen, you know, I'm not going to talk about homework anymore. This is your responsibility. I know you don't love it. Not going to lie. I don't love it either. This is this is stressful for all of us. But, you know, do it or don't do it. But if you don't, there there's no playing. You're not going to watch TV tonight. This is your job. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Balls in your court. Maybe it's something like, listen, I hear that you want the blue cup. I get it. I get blue is your favorite color, but the blue cup, it's it's in the dishwasher and I can't I can't get it out now. So you can have the green cup or no cup. That's really where we are right now. That's that's where we are, and I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. You can talk about it, but I'm not going to, but I will talk about anything else with you. So it's really important sometimes to end the conversations and the discussions. And also, it's important to do that so that we don't get super mad and start screaming and yelling like wild, crazy, insane people. Because we don't want to do that because that's when we say things that we don't mean or at least mean in the long run. One last thing. I want you to ask yourself. I mean, I ask myself this too. And I ask my clients this when I run into non-listening kids or their kids aren't listening to them, I kind of ask this question. Why does this child think that they do not need to listen? I am listening to them. Why am I being unheard? So the answer is simple. Because they can. Because they don't actually have to listen to you. That has been made very, very clear. Sorry. Is that, is that a little too blunt? See, if behaviors are clearly unacceptable, they won't really occur. I mean, you might see something pop up once in a blue moon, but if it's very clear that that behavior will not be accepted, you really won't see that behavior. So having said that, how do you make the wanted behaviors clear? Like, what am I supposed to do now? Well, you do that by having those consequences, those reactions for actions like being stuck and practicing and most importantly, responding fast, one heads up and then follow through. You can close things. Hey, buddy, I asked you already to clean up your things. If you cannot clean up your toys, I'm going to have to close those toys. And your child looks at you and goes, I'm, I'm not cleaning that up. I'm not cleaning blocks. It's too much. I don't want to do it. Okay, well, I'll be happy to clean it up, but then it's closed. So you will not have blocks today or tomorrow. So you want to have those consequences. You want to make it clear that absolutely make your choice, my wonderful child. But then there will be a reaction for that action. If you choose to clean up, there will also be a reaction for that action. Possibly a high five. Possibly a hug. And this can really help too because we 
We also want to catch our kids being helpful and, you know, pretty awesome awesome. And again, you know, your kids can express their opinion, but we're not looking for debates or negotiations. That's not the same as a discussion. I want to say that again. Debates and negotiations, those are not discussions. And we don't want to have debates and negotiations with our kids. Quite frankly, I don't want to have debates and negotiations with anyone. I mean, you know, unless it's business and I'm negotiating possibly, you know, how much money I'm going to make or what we're going to do. But I'm not going to debate with my friends and negotiate with them. I'm not going to be like, hey, listen, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. That's not cool. Not cool at all. So there you have it. The secrets to getting your kids to listen. First, start by giving that heads up. Be clear about what you want in your time. Do not negotiate or debate. Think a little bit outside the box. Can we freeze that activity? Can we save that activity? Give some of those choices and don't forget about those consequences. And you don't have to be mad when you dole out consequences. That's what a lot of my clients say. They're like, I don't want to be mad all the time. And I'm like, I'm not mad. That's, I, don't, I don't have to be mad. Like if you don't clean up, that's not an affront to my authority. I'm not going to get mad about it. But it's going to be a bummer because if you can't clean trains, you can't play with trains. So remember those consequences. Remember stuck in practice and just stay calm. Calm and clear and consistent. And when you are calm and clear and consistent, your kids will start listening. All right. There you go. Let me go. Let me know how it works, okay? Let me know how all that new listening strategy goes. All right? Awesome. Thanks for hanging with me here. Again, I'm Brandy Davis, your parenting partner, and you can find me on Instagram at Parent Coach Brandy. You can find me on Facebook at Brandy Davis CAFC and on Twitter at CAFC Brandy. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your comments. And I'll chat with you again soon. I can't wait.